Hello and welcome to the Season 2 Session Zero for The Lone Adventurer, an actual play solo RPG podcast with me, Carl White. I will be your narrator, your games master, and your guide on this journey into the unknown. But this season, we're going to be changing things up a bit. To start with, we'll no longer be using Dungeons & Dragons as the RPG ruleset, and Mythic as the Game Master emulator. There are a few reasons for this change, but perhaps the most important one is that, at least to begin with, we're changing our protagonist. That's right, not satisfied with leaving Season 1 on a wedding will-she-won't-she cliffhanger, we're going to leave that plot thread hanging for the start of Season 2 and take a sideways step into the murky, clandestine world of the Visitor and his dastardly little band of nerdy wells It's time to lean into the espionage elements of the Kairas setting and to learn a bit more about the various factions that are set against one another's throats. We're also going to be taking a little step backwards in time. Season 2 will kick off an undetermined amount of time before the point that we reached at the end of last episode, sometime between that glimpse of the visitor's crew that we saw back in Chapter 16 and Mina's wedding day. I'm making the exact time indeterminate so as to give myself a bit of narrative space to play in. I don't want to tie myself down too much given the unpredictable procedural way that our story is being generated. Now, when we last saw the visitor, or Valerian as he's known to his crew, he was in the company of Alphonse, the heavy, Tatiana, the arcanist, also known as Tatters, and the team's mastermind, the spider. And I mentioned at the time that I'd created these characters, as well as some others, using a game called Blades in the Dark. Now, the character focus is shifting to this crew of spies, and the story focus is shifting to the unstable relationships that exist between multiple city factions. And so it makes sense to switch the game system to something that is actually built mechanically to support those aspects of play. Blades in the Dark is exactly that, a game built around the concepts of a criminal crew battling for survival and supremacy in a corrupt and competitive city. D&D, which we used for Season 1, does a great job of high action adventure, and it has a benefit also of being straightforward and, for me, very familiar. But it's definitely not the only tool in the toolbox, and the same is true of Mythic. That's a great solo GM emulator that handles escalating tension and unpredictable events very well, but it's only one of many options available to the solo roleplayer. There's a solo engine designed specifically for Blades in the Dark, which I plan to use, called Alone in the Dark. It has its own approach to the Yes-No Oracle and the Complex Question Oracle, which we'll get into as we play. But I do think there are some gaps in that solo engine that don't address some of the important aspects of playing Blades in the Dark solo. I'll have to work through those gaps as I hit them. Blades, like most RPGs, is designed for group play. It anticipates interplay between characters and expects a spread of skills and abilities to be shared across the crew. That's pretty similar to D&D, but with a key difference. In D&D, I pretty much know what I'm doing. I have enough experience with the system to know which dials to tweak and which house rule levers to pull to make the game that's designed for a multiplayer experience to work for a single character. As we've seen, I use sidekicks, a character class with an ally, beefed up hit points, and so on. But that system knowledge that has helped me navigate a solo D&D campaign is not there for Blades in the Dark. At all. 
Full disclosure here, I've never played Blades before, either solo or multiplayer. I've played several games that have fed into the design of Blades, such as Apocalypse World and Dungeon World, but I'm not really an expert on those systems, and Blades is very much its own beast anyway. To try and overcome that hurdle, I've set myself the task of learning the game properly. Now, many of us roleplayers are, by and large, a curious bunch. We, we like nothing better than sitting down with a shiny new 300-page rulebook and devouring it from cover to cover, you know, teasing out the shape of the thing from the endless tables and subsystems and bolted-on fiddly bits. And I used to count myself among that number. But my experience of trying to ingest blades has demonstrated to me that I may no longer be that kind of roleplayer. Age and decrepitude have caught up, and my cognitive faculties have clearly atrophied to such a point that reading RPG books is making my brain hurt. Either that, or this particular book has been specifically designed to utterly confound and confuse me. Because damn, I have been trying to work my way through this book and found it like wading through treacle. From my personal perspective of trying to pass these rules, the game feels crunchy and an impenetrable beast that I'm really struggling to get my head around. From reading the text, I find it almost impossible to make the translation from the set of rules in front of me into a vision of a complete functioning game. I just can't see the overall shape. So, to compensate, I've watched several hours of how-to-play tutorials and actual plays and solo guides, and I'm still left thinking, how does this work actually in practice? I'm really struggling to learn this game, and particularly struggling to figure out how to make it work solo. One of the many reasons that I love RPGs and making them work as a solo experience is because I love the challenge of developing a new skill set. When I started this podcast, I knew nothing about the process of creating it, and part of the fun was discovering how to record and edit and master and publish. Now, that wasn't an easy learning curve by any means, but it was an enjoyable one. But I'm going to be honest, so far, learning this particular game has proved one of the steepest learning curves I've encountered in quite a while, to the point where it's moved past challenging and into unpleasant, stress-inducing, not fun. And fun, frankly, is the whole point of this exercise. Clearly, I'm not making this podcast for fame or fortune, I'm doing it because I enjoy it, or at least I was enjoying it, until I tried to learn Blades in the Dark. And that leaves me with a choice. Do I give up and go back to D&D? Do I plough on and try to break through? Or do I take a step back and pause? To answer that question, I think I need to understand why I'm finding this all so hard. Sometimes, when a thing is hard, it's because the thing is just hard. It's supposed to be hard. Learning a musical instrument from scratch, or bodybuilding, or studying for challenging exams, you lack a skill, the process of developing that skill requires application and endurance, and if you want that thing enough, you persevere, taking it one small step at a time, building a skill set slowly until you attain the thing that you seek. Other times when a thing is hard that thing is not necessarily intrinsically hard. It's hard because you are not in the right place, mentally or physically, to tackle it. Your mind or your body are telling you, not right now, I'm tired, I need rest. Feed me, water me, rest me, and maybe I'll be up for this later. Now, 
although it may be a combination of both, I think the latter of these things is the main reason I'm finding learning Blades so difficult. I'm not in the right headspace. I'm trying to rush it, and I'm putting so much pressure on myself to succeed by an arbitrary deadline that I'm turning something that should be fun into something that's causing me stress and even anxiety. Now that sort of self-inflicted harm in the pursuit of enjoyment is just dumb. So, should I just pack it in and go back to D&D and Mythic? Well, maybe, but not just yet, I think. I do want to learn Blades, and I do think that it's probably the absolute perfect tool system for this part of the game. And so, I'm going to try and be kind to myself. I'm going to take this at whatever pace works, slowly build up my skills and confidence with the system, and take baby steps, learning as I go. Now, that means that I'll be doing some prep, but rather than prepping too much, I'll probably just dive in at some point and start to learn the rules by doing rather than by preparing. That does mean I am likely to make a lot of rules mistakes initially, but what the hell, I made plenty of those with D&D, and that's a system I'm supposed to know well. Apologies in advance to anyone who knows the Blade rule set well and is triggered by my butchering of it. If you do spot stuff that I'm doing wrong or could do better, please, please tell me. All assistance is gratefully received. It also means that I'm going to be taking this at whatever pace works. It was very good timing in retrospect to shift to a fortnightly cadence at the head of starting season 2. That should help keep things manageable for me. But a heads up. If I am struggling with that cadence, I may even slow it down a bit further, at least until I find my feet. Now, because I'm a total novice... I'm not going to be quite so liberal in my abuse of the core rules of Blade in the Dark as I was with D&D. I'll be playing a party of three characters rather than just one, for example. While by necessity I will introduce a few homebrew rules to make this work as a solo experience, I'm going to try and stick to the basic rules as much as I can. So I'll be starting with normal, inexperienced characters rather than kicking them off as tenured, experienced characters even though that could easily be justified in the fiction. I've come up with a name for my crew. Uh, Given that they work for the Spider, and they are a clandestine espionage group, I think the Web sounds fitting. So, I know the group name, I know the members of that group, and I know that the whole of the city, including its underworld, is on the brink of civil war. The one other thing I know came about as the result of a question that I shouldn't really have asked in the final chapter of Season 1, when I asked Mythic where the visitor was, and got the answer, Mistrust Prison. And given what I knew of Kairos and the Blades in the Dark's locations, I knew exactly what that meant. Of course, if you want to find out too, well, you're just going to have to wait until Season 2, Chapter 1. Let's hope I pull my finger out. Rest assured, it will involve scum villainy, and lots of close-quarters knife work. This, then, will be the shadowy world that the web and we will call home as the journey of the lone adventurer continues in Season 2. I hope you'll join me. You have been listening to The Lone Adventurer, a solo RPG podcast played, written, and performed by me, Carl White. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review or telling your friends. It really is a huge help. You can find show notes at theloneadventurer.podbean.com. I include any links mentioned on that site, as well as my interactions with the Mythic GM emulator and any mechanics information. The story will continue in the next episode of The Lone Adventurer. Thank you for listening.